Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Semi-Skeptic Podcast with me, Chris. And me, Aaron. And today we've got a cryptid double whammy for you. Ooh, a cryptid coupling, you could say. Because mm. everyone Ooh. loves alliteration. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, so I already know what Aaron's doing, but Aaron oh, doesn't yes. know what I've chosen. So oh, no. Should be a good one. There's not a lot on my one, to be totally honest with you, but mm, I liked it. it was Do a you want to go one. first, then? Um... Whichever, really, I'm, I'm, I'm easy either way. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> well, I know that. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, you, you go first, Aaron. You go first. Yeah, so we'll have a nice uh, surprise at the end. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. Right, well, I went for the Loch Ness Monster because this one's been a bit of a fascination for me for years. And when I say fascination, I mean... I find it slightly interesting. The fascination might have been a bit of a stretch. Mm. I remember when I first heard of Loch Ness, or Nessie, as she's also known. I like to think it's a she with a name like Nessie. Yeah. Cool, Auntie Nessie. Now, it must have been 1994 from doing my research. And because I remember my... Dad was sat at the uh, dining room table when we were living in Les Spicket. And that was like during the 90s that we lived there. Hmm. And I remember he looking over his shoulder while he was sat at the table reading The Sun about the famous surgeon's photo being like declared a hoax. And it had diagrams of stuff. And I'll, I'll go into more detail on that soon. And I remember saying to my dad, what is, what, what, what is this monster? What is it? What are they saying it is? And he was like, oh, yeah, like years ago, there was a photo taken of a, a Loch Ness monster. People have been talking about it ever since. And he sort of gave me a rundown of what it was. And ever since then, I was always like, oh, cool. So I've always had a sort of like little throwback thing. And then through the years, I'm like, I remember like 10 years back, I sort of had a little dive back into Loch Ness again, you know, having a look at all them. I mean, I didn't physically dive into the Loch Ness, but you know, <laughs> I, I, went, I went on like a uh, an, an internet deep dive, if you would. Yeah. And, you know, I sort of looked at some YouTube videos at the time, and it was one of those sort of fleeting fancies, like, you know, like with Bigfoot, where you're all aliens, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, I'd love for it to be real. And you, you'd watch as many compelling videos as you can just to try and convince yourself that it might yeah. be real. You know, and it'd be ultimately walk away going, uh, it's not real. Mm. You know, be, it would be cool. Now, however, <laughs> <laughs> after doing my uh, not so extensive research, I think it could be plausible. Yeah? I do. Mm, and you, it surprises me. Yeah, and you know me and the fans know me by now. They know that I'm, you know, I'm semi-rational. I try to go in with like an open mind, but also a scientific mind. And oh, mate, it's just, I, I was so excited doing this. And I was waiting, <laughs> I was waiting for every sentence I was reading. I was, I was like, I'm just waiting for someone to burst my bubble. I was even typing in like certain bits of key evidence with like debunks, trying to find something that would, and a lot of things came up. 
undebunkable so far. Undebunkable. Yeah, I don't even think that's a word between you it and me. It is now, mate. Fucking too right it is. If it ain't it, fucking, yeah, you heard it here first, people. Undebunkable. Mm. And, um, yeah, so to give people a basic rundown of this great British myth or legend is that it was a, it, it got named the Loch Ness Monster yeah, officially on August 4th, 1933, right? When mm-hmm. the uh, a, a newspaper called The Courier, they uh, published this sighting by this geezer called George Spicer. And the, the sighting itself occurred on the 22nd of July of that same year. And he claims that a large serpent or dragon-like creature crossed the road in front of him and his wife as they were driving alongside the uh, the lock. And it rapidly crossed in front of them, like quite speedy, and it had some sort of animal in its mouth. A lot of people think, given the size ratios they give, it could be anything from like a lamb to like, or maybe a rabbit. Yeah. Or something. But um, it had a a hump on its back that was like about a meter off the ground, like high, like at the top, so not overly tall, like four foot or so. Mm-hmm. You know, like the and about place it was about twenty five feet in length, and it was said to have a body that was fairly big. With this is in quotes, with a high back, but if there were any feet, they must have been of the web kind. That sounds a bit speculative to me. As and as for a tail, I cannot say as it moved so rapidly. And when we got to the spot, it had probably disappeared into the lock. And then from there, it's sort of like, you know, popularity kind of went up a bit. Yeah. But it wasn't anything like mental. But this was like the first anyone was hearing of it. Yeah. So it was like, oh, cool, baby. There's, there's, there's some weird monster over in the lock. Who knows? And then not long after that, like in the following year, <laughs> the... Uh, Daily Mail hired a sort of renowned animal tracker in like Big Game Hunter. <laughs> like his name is Marmaduke. Oh mate, <laughs> what a fucking name! <laughs> yeah, Marmaduke Weatherall. And he's and he's a fucking big game hunter, and everyone knows him as Duke. I mean, he's he's already a hero as far as I'm concerned. Right, so they hired him to go. To, I think he was from London. I could be wrong. I, I didn't go too deep on the individual characters mm. in our little uh, in our little drama here, but fucking that name got my attention. I tell yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. So I think he lived in London, and they were like, "You go up a lot there, see if you can find this beastie." And um, so he went up there, started his expedition, all this lot, and he claimed to find large footprints around the lock, and. He made plaster casts of them and sent them to um, the, a museum in London. Okay. And, and he said to them, by my reckon, you know, the beast itself must be anywhere like 20 to 25 feet long. And, he was, and they were like, all right, let's have a look. So they have a look at it. And then they come out and they're like, yeah, this isn't a, um, a uh, 
Loch Ness monster or anything. If it is, there's a hippo in Loch Ness. And hippos aren't really indigenous to uh, Scotland. No. <laughs> so they were like, it's, yeah, either someone's played a trick on him or even more likely, it's a hoax from his end. Yeah. And they said, because unfortunately at the time, uh, there were things like bar stools, umbrella stands, um, side cabinets and stuff. Mm. And it was fashionable to have, and they were made out of like hippo feet, elephant feet, that sort of stuff. So, and so they, they were quite easy to get hold of. Right. And, but it's, but what um, the Daily Mail did was they actually published him hoaxing them. Instead of just calling off the whole thing, they were like, no, we're going to publish the hoax. So they're like, fucking Marmaduke did this. So he felt a bit humiliated. That reputation was a bit damaged and all that lot. So he, so he thought to himself, right, you fucker. And this was all uh, confirmed by someone who was there. <laughs> he, he was like, we're going to really hoax a... Um, if they, they all the hopes we'll like fucking give them one, you know what I mean? Yeah. So um he and his son Ian and his stepson, Christian Sperling, and he's the the latter being the one who actually made a model. It, they, um, they they built like a three foot by like three foot um model of like what was sort of described as the Loch Ness monster that had been sighted. Because there were, a few sightings came out. Because once that first guy saw it, you know, every Tom, Dick, and Aaron, his mother was seeing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when everyone sort of said, like, you know, it had a big hump on its back, a long neck, small head. A few people said it had horns on top of its head. We'll come back okay. to that later as well. And it was like a grey colour. So they were like, well, we can we can do that, you know, fucking black and white photos. So we got these nice fancy photos. Glob like said he's a big game hunter and the animal tracker. The guy's got the gear. You know what I mean? He's mm. got like, cameras and fucking who knows what else and his mate as well went out there but um yeah his stepson made a model of a it's basically he got a plastic submarine from Woolworths mm. um cut a hole with the dimensions of the submarine in a big plank of um like three by three foot uh wood okay so it, so it would um float like and be but buoyant, and then mm. he made a long neck and like a serpent-like head out of um wood putty. Nice. And they just stuck it on the shoreline, did some camera trickery, ala bing bala boom. You've got yourself that yeah. famous black and white yeah. photo of Nessie with his head sticking out of the wall. Yeah. That went mental. And um, this uh doctor friend of his, we just called the surgeon's photos because he said, "Well, I can't fucking submit it because." They'll know. So I need a friend with like a reputable sort of reputation who can do it. Yeah. And this turns out to be his mate, who's a gynecologist based in London, which is why I assume um, Mark Duke's from London. He's called a Dr. Robert Kenneth Wilson, or as I like to call him, Dr. Robert Kenneth anything for a laugh, Wilson, because apparently he, he loves a, a practical joke as well. He said, I'm not going to give him my name because I don't want him to publish it. You know, but they they said okay, it came from a surgeon. So we that way we that way the Daily Mail can be like, yeah, 
this is from a reputable source, you know, a man of education, etc. Man who looks at Fanny all day. Yeah, so you know, the man knows a thing or two. <laughs> yeah. So uh he sends it into the Daily Mail and in um, 1934, on the 21st of April, they publish it. And this is when what's historically renowned as Nessie Fever really kicks off. Okay. And now everyone wants to go and see the Loch Ness Monster. People mm. all over the country, then Europe, eventually the world. Everyone's coming over. They got, they've got to go and see it. Of course, again, every Tom, Dick and Harry has seen it. Everyone's saying it's the same sort of. Everyone yeah. says like twenty to twenty-five feet and all that lot. And it's like, like we've said on here before, if and a lot of people say, "Oh, that's a lot of claims saying the same thing." You know, not coincidental, is it? It's like, well, all those claims are public. Yeah. So if they wanted to get some attention, of course they're going to mimic the other ones because it's going to be like, see, another one was validity. Oh, oh, these, all these people can't be wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? It happens yeah. all the time. It's just, it's just like the, the Mothman and the Bigfoot exactly. stuff we've covered in here. They're all similar claims, you know. Yeah. With your UFOs, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. So, um, you know, people like to stick to a pattern so that, it, so that way, you know, the legend stays consistent. Because that's what people, that's what they say is like science is, isn't it? It's like if something stays consistent in like a certain behavioural patterns thing, that then becomes sort of fact or whatever the fuck. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they say it a lot more graceful than I do, but it's the same pretty much, you know, the gist. <clears throat> so then, it was, but then it's not until 1994, so this must have been when I found out about it, so I would have been six. And... This would and and when the stepson uh, Christian um, Sperling was on his deathbed and he spills the beans about the whole thing. Okay. Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, it was for a laugh," you know. What I mean? yeah. like, you know, they, <laughs> they they humiliated him, so we thought we'd get him back and humiliate them. You know, what I mean, because it was like, no, it, I was, an eye. yeah, because because from what I it might have been confirmed, but I, not that I found. I don't think it was ever confirmed whether he purposely faked it or someone who knew he was coming because it was quite a public thing that he was going to be going up there. Yeah. So, you know, it might have been someone doing it and playing tricks on him. Mm. But um, but they went ahead and just put it out and said, oh, we paid Marmaduke to do this and he hoaxed us and he did this and he did that. And it's like, oh, okay, so he thought, well, fucking... I'll show you then, mate. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, I'll give you the biggest story you'll ever print, and it'll be a fucking lie. (laughs) (laughs) So, to me, Marmaduke's a bit of a hero. I think he's a bit of a gangster. So these, these foot, these molds. Just going back to earlier on. So, were they actually fake molds they he had done, or were they? He thinks they're real, but they got. This is yeah. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, because he's. It was never really confirmed that I could find that it came out that he did the molding because he made the molds, of course, with the plaster and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, but it's it's not really said that I could tell. I mean, people can look it up and find other information. I might, I might be wrong, but as far as I can tell, no one has confirmed that he himself made the footprints. Yeah, yeah. And because it was public knowledge that he was going to be going up there before the facts. And these things were very popular. 
at the time yeah. as well. If someone could have been like, oh, let's grab one of our hippo things and put it around the lock. Yeah, so, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of clay sort of shoreline there and whatnot. Because I think it's a bit weird that he would do that and then make his own mould and send it to an animal specialist. Because, do you know what I mean? They're bound, at, at a London museum, because they're bound to know it's a hippo. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I don't see why he would set himself up. So I think someone played a trick on him. Yeah. And then yeah. they and then they posted something liable. Like I said, I could be wrong, but he sat there and thought, that's my fucking reputation they're messing with you. I'm going to fuck you all up. Yeah. And then um, the uncropped photo came out as well. And it turns out those big waves they're making are actually ripples. <laughs> and it's only like 25 feet from the shore. And there's like size references. And they said, it's about three feet long maybe yeah. it sticks sticks like maybe nine or 12 inches out the wall it's like it's tiny <laughs> <laughs> but like and i remember in the paper as a kid seeing like the diagrams of what the um thing looked like and, and i was just like oh that's amazing i think it was the sun I'm, I'm sure it was it was probably about all the daily but those are only things my dad like all the mirror i think my dad used to read and stuff like that because he loved the page free bird and who can blame him yeah yeah you know what i mean we're kids stuff to Kids listening to this, this today, they don't know what page three is, bruv. Nah. Uh, oh, the good old days. Yeah. yeah. M-girls, if you're that way inclined, type in page three bird into uh, Google and uh, thank us later. Mm. I recommend Emma Noble. Remember, she was on Prices Right, the blonde bombshell. Yeah. Yeah, right. She was all right. Yeah, mm-hmm. bro. Right. See, <laughs> yeah. Did, did Jet from Gladiators ever do page three? I hope so. Probably. I'd imagine so. Yeah, I'm have to look that up. Mm-hmm. That'd yeah, be our research yeah, right after the show. Right. Absolutely, mate. Uh, there was a uh, Samantha Fox, wasn't there? That could be our next Pritchard's episode. Page three birds. Are they real? <laughs> yeah. I've seen photos of them, but I never seen one in up close. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, right. We'll get some we'll get some bloke from California with like a a leather cowboy hat and aviators be like, I saw the page three birds. Yeah, big breasts. And it'll be a really, it'll be a really grainy video. We get the people like that could be any old bird. Yeah. Right, <laughs> <laughs> I'd well make that film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we've got that. Lot. So that's like the, the famous stuff that people know about the. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, the classic, the famous photo. Yeah. yeah. So that sort of stuff is like anyone who knows anything about. I mean, they can usually reference the surgeon photo and the black and white, which is the black yeah. and white one. Is that model whatnot. still around? Is it in a museum or anything? Or has it just been lost, no, destroyed? He, or it, uh, he said, um, it's somewhere. He said it's presumably somewhere at the bottom of the lock because while they were doing it and taking photos, they could um, hear the water bailiff come in, so they quickly ran over and kicked the shit out of it, so it would sink. <laughs> <laughs> And we're just like, all right, we're just taking pictures of birds and, and shit. They were just yeah. on, the, on, the, on the lock and stuff. All right, yeah, cool. Yeah. Not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> Looking awfully so, suspicious. <laughs> yeah. So they were like, you know, okay. So they said it's probably somewhere down there. <laughs> which is which is cool. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, but 
those aren't the first claims of a monster in Loch Ness. Mm. In fact, the first written claim, like on record, is that that goes back to someone known as Saint Columba, and he was a um, an Irish class, an Irish Catholic missionary, and he was on the river, um, the, uh, the River Ness, or I think it's called the River Ness. And it's, uh, it's adjacent to the uh, Loch Ness. You know, it's a part of the whole sort of... It goes on to it. Okay. All up the Ness River. I'll call it the River Ness. That sounds fun. I like that. But at the time, even then apparently, there was a very known locally river monster on the, on the uh, <laughs> River Ness. And it has been reportedly... It like, attacked people and stuff, even, like, killed people. Mm. And no one really described what it was. It was just a large, dark mass in the water that would just fuck people up, basically. Okay. Yeah. And um, they, like, found, like, animal remains and shit. So this guy was there. He saw it. It was going to attack somebody. Now, this guy's talking out of his ass, and you'll see why. <laughs> and he reckons he managed to block the monster, Mark Zuckerberg-style, Hmm. With the power of um, his crucifix and an incantation, which made it turn around and flee. I think he's full of shit, but there is records of a known river beast in that area. Okay. So that much we can say. So at least 1,500 years back is when the first recorded mention is. But there have been, but over the past fifteen hundred years, there have been. It's not like there was that one, and then all of a sudden, in nineteen thirty-three, some chavvy saw one crossing the road. They've been sporadic throughout the the world over those fifteen hundred years, mm. particularly in the sort of like Atlantic area, where it's been caught by like um like Nordic fishermen, or like the, you know people of the Scandinavian era, the pirates or Vikings, as they're known. Yeah. And um, what another expeditionist have reported seeing these kinds of serpentine type monsters that mm. were, um, again, 25 to 30 feet long, uh, long necks, long tails, flippers, and whatnot. And of course, as we mentioned before, no internet back then, <laughs> were ringing people up, no reading newspapers, picking up the, lo- the Herald in New York or whatever, seeing something else somewhere else. These are all individual accounts across the world describing a very similar monster. So yeah. no public uh, descriptions on offer. These all, so this is where it starts seeming like it's a bit coincidental. And this is also before the discovery of the plesiosaur in 1847. Hmm. So up until then, we had no idea what one of them was. Yeah. So... It's weird that there was a monster that fits the description. Now, plesiosaur has kind of been ruled out. It's not to, which people say, you know, it's not to say it's not a relative of the plesiosaur that's yet to be um, discovered or whatnot. But the plesiosaur itself has been ruled out because it was in 1933 that they were 
Plato saw was mentioned. They were like, well, you know, it sounds a lot like this Cretaceous uh, chavy that went extinct during the uh, during the Ice Age. Yeah, I imagine so. Pop, yeah, where it popped its clogs. So like, yeah. And but she was saying it's it's uh, one expert like in the. I think this was much later, like, yeah, in 2006, in a New Scientist article, um, the uh, this um, lady at the uh, named Leslie No at the Cedric Museum in Cambridge, she said that the osteology of the neck makes it absolutely certain that a plesiosaur could not lift its head up, um, swan-like, out of the water. So okay. all the claims of it being able to do that, yeah, a plesiosaur can't do that. Right. And a lot of people have said, oh, well, you know, like there's quite a few like people who have like who are like monster hunters who say like, oh yeah, we don't believe that and all this lot. But I myself, I'm more inclined to take her word for it because she's actually an expert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I don't think it's a plesiosaur. Mm, I'm not sure. Yeah. And until recently, I did think it was. But I think it could be some sort of relative of the plesiosaur. Yeah, possibly. And some sort of off-branch or evolutionary thing. Who knows? But here's all the uh, evidence that I've got that we can throw out and say it's pretty, pretty fun. Now, these are, these are, these are pretty good. So, of course, we've got the... All the claims over 1,500 years. Normally, like I said earlier, I would poo-poo these claims of everyone saying it looks the same because they're all public record. In this case, there's tens of thousands of written reports that span <laughs> over the uh, that span over 1,500 years. There's only in the past 100 years, or well, 90 years this year, that we've actually had a public reference to um, reference, yeah. And up until that point, there was, you know, do you know what I mean? So that's quite a big one mm. for me. I think, at the very least, it's interesting and it's worth a conversation. Do you know what I mean? Even if yeah. someone could come out and go, "Oh, it's really easy explanation for that." Here you go. I'd be like, "Cool," but it, it, to me, it's still it's interesting. Um, in 2018, and um. A military history author, Rick Phillips, took a photo when he was going across the uh, the River Oik. If I'm pronouncing that wrong, I do apologise. Which runs to Loch Ness, apparently. And um, he was walking his dog, and he saw his dog started barking at something in the in the river. He looked up and he saw a um, a very weird creature which had a very long neck with a bird-like head on the end, but it was very grey all over with skin and whatnot. Almost had like a beak sort of mouth. Okay. Sort of thing. But he caught a photo of it on his smartphone. It's not the most clear photo. He was like, but it's not the best camera either. And he though he he showed it off to people on he sold it to some, you know, not didn't sell it, sorry. That's that's wrong. He didn't get any money for it. He mentioned that. But um he basically shared it with some. I think he gave it to the local, um, like Loch Ness Society or something, and was like, "Yeah, what do you reckon of that?" He goes, "I'm not saying it's a Loch Ness monster, but 
this is weird, isn't it? Do you know mm. what I mean? And he yeah. was like, isn't it, isn't it weird? And he was like, is there anything you've seen before? Is it like a bird that maybe goes under the water and comes up and anything like that? And they were like, nothing we've ever seen. And they've put it out there. Um, a lot, photo analysts have said it is real. There is, that is definitely an, an object in the water. Um, I can't tell what it's made out of. Some, some people have said it could be a sock puppet and he was like, you want to go in that river at that time of year and pose under the water with a sock puppet, be my guest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was he was like, I didn't get any money for it. And people were saying just trying to um, promote books. And he was like, I write about military history. I have no time for Loch Ness. I'm not even sure I believe in the Loch Ness monster. He says, I'm not even saying this is the Loch Ness monster. I just think it's a weird creature that happens to be in there. It's an animal I've not seen before. Whoever it is or it isn't, I couldn't care less. Yeah. And he was like, and as far as he's concerned, that's matters closed on it. Because I bring it, it comes up every now and then when people say yes, but other than that, it's not really a part of my life. You know, so it makes him no odds or ends to him. And so, you know, maybe he's, maybe that's just his way of making it more convincing. I don't know. I'm not an expert. I weren't there. But it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, July 15th, 1965, nine eyewitnesses, one being a local constable and another being the local surveyor. That's one of those like people who do like maps and shit in it, like a typographist or whatever they're called. Yeah. Those are about like measuring the hills and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And um, six other people, or eight even, or seven. I'm terrible at maths. <laughs> <laughs> nine fucking eyewitnesses, all right, from different parts of the lock. <laughs> <laughs> All saw the exact same thing, apparently. They saw a 25-foot-long, large, grayish creature with a long neck and a small head swimming for about an hour around the lock. And they, and from all the angles that they described it from, each one makes sense, like, continuity-wise, with the other um, reports. Hmm. It was like people who said they were stood up there, said they could see it from like the back or whatever at this point. And once you said, Oh, well, I stood here, it would vanish over there, and like it would come back around on this side. And everybody else confirmed the sort of path it took. Okay. That made it on TV. People went up there and, you know, did the interviews and whatnot. And again, it was mentioned it was like 20 to 25 feet long. Um, there were also. Um, sonar scans have been done underneath a lot of this. A lot of stuff on there can be sort of ruled out, but there's like I still find it interesting, worth the conversation because like they had this one that was quite famous. Um, I haven't written down the bloody date, so I do apologise. But um, they uh, mentioned on their sonar scan that there was a transit van-sized animate object which that's a, a living, moving thing to you and I, <laughs> is um, that was moving around, like, following his boat. And it, this, and the sonar, like, readings, any analyst can look at it and say, yeah, there's definitely a big thing moving around consistently at a consistent speed in a consistent size. And it is, like, others, some scans in the same area will show it's not there, like, later on or beforehand. So this thing is definitely a moving object. A lot of people have said it could be a very large, what they call a um, 
I think they're a bloom of algae or zooplankton, which is like those, you know, when you go to the seaside and you just pick up a fistful of seaweed, like a whole load follows it. Yeah. Like, a bit like that, which, you know, really plausible, apparently. They get huge, and I've seen huge ones. And when they're underwater, they float like a ball sort of side, like in a shape because they're under the water. Yeah. They move around. So it could be that, but a lot of people say because of the consistent speed and it wasn't going with like currents or anything. So a lot of people can sort of rule that out. But again, I, I can only take internet people's words for it. I don't know any about, about any of this stuff. No. But I don't know. I don't know my zooplanktons from my seaweeds from the cabbages. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair so, enough. Yeah, that's it. But again, worth bringing up. Yeah, because it looks like that green netting stuff. When you pick it, and then when like, you're a kid, you put it on your head and it's like a, like, you go, like, ooh, hair. Look, mum. <laughs> I'm a lady. <laughs> I'm a lady, testicular. Shit. <laughs> 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 and then, um, yeah, oh, one that's quite, quite funny, actually, before I go on to the other, uh, the other evidence. They did a underwater sort of scan sort of thing, and one of them came up, and it was like, again, it showed like a 20, I feel like a 25-foot-long creature under the water, big body, long neck, little head, and they were like, it's fucking Nessie. They got down there. They went to find out what it was, and it was actually a, um, and this was in 1969, I mean, the sc- when they did the uh, scans of the thing, this was in uh, 2016. And they went down there and they, they found that it was actually a movie prop from a Sherlock Holmes film that was being being made, like, back in 69. <laughs> and it, it was of the Loch Ness Monster attacking, Fucking like, the man. main people. And it, it sank when they tried to um, customize it because there was filming. They were like, "Oh no, the, the, the um, humps on the back don't look right. They're a dead giveaway." So, um, I mean, trust me, the humps were the least of this fucking thing's problems <laughs> as, a, as far as like looking real go. <laughs> <laughs> so they were like, "We got." So when they tried to customize it, it got damaged and it sank. And they were like, "Oh fuck." That's that gone forever yeah. until they found it again in 2016, and everybody on board was like, oh, "As you real. would be, you fucking found the bastard." It's happening. It. It's a bloody model. Bollocks, <laughs> but there were other sir. things, yeah, other things like that were really cool stuff that people have sort of like um, poo pooed is because like um, there were there, there are other things like um, you know like logs. Yeah, uh, you get you get seals apparently. Over yeah. There, like, like, do you remember before I mentioned to you that there was a, uh, I don't know if it was on a show or in private, I'd mentioned to you before that there was um, a photograph of a flipper. Like, yes. taken underwater. Yeah. Well, that was used quite a lot as a um, reference of evidence. And you look at it, and it's, it's definitely like a live creature. You can see it's got like the blemishes on the skin, like it's a very dark. It's got like white, sort of like grayish patches. You can see the flipper, you can see the appendages, everything like that. Really finely detailed. Mm. And um, but when other people look at it and they put up um pictures of seals, I've got to say, I'm in the seal camp. Yeah, you know, it, or something like that. It it looks it's like as much as I'd like to throw that in the Nessie evidence pile, I'm camp seal on that one. It does mm. 
look like a seal's fin. The way it, I mean, at the, the guy who took it, I'm not. He probably didn't know it was taking a picture of a seal because if I remember rightly, it was a camera under underneath his boat. Right. Okay. So, and I don't know if you get seals in Loch Ness. I haven't. Because like I, think, I said, this goes deep. Yeah, I know. I remember going fucking years ago. I remember. There was like a couple on like fucking GMTV, and they had like video uh, yeah, evidence of the Loch Ness, and it 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 did look like seals, and it was actually seals. Oh, so I don't think so, they do. Yeah, that was probably seals. Because a lot of stuff does migrate to to um Loch Ness. Mm. Not not a, a lot of stuff ends up there by accident. Like um like sturgeons don't live in Loch Ness. But some do end up there. Like yeah. Maybe they get caught in a current, or they just get lost, and they're, or they're exploring. They get there, and like, oh, yeah. this is a dead end. I'll go back the other way. Because Loch Ness does, through a whole network of rivers, end up at the Atlantic Sea. And um, uh, Atlantic salmon are constantly, um, it's, it's actually part of their breeding habits. They always migrate to the Loch, ne- to the Loch Ness to breed and rear their young and then they all go back in maturity they go back up the river past these other rivers and back into the Atlantic again okay and that's a theory that that's something that maybe these Loch Ness creatures could do which is why that which is why they're always sort of seen very sparse these sort of um um sightings and a lot of them seem to happen in July as well is something not something I've read. That's something I myself have picked up on, on reading a lot. A lot of these like sightings and videos and things like that that have like evidence of these things all seem to happen in July. Okay, which is interesting. It could be a coincidence, but yeah, I think it's, you know, it's worth worth mentioning. Yeah, I think nice fish do spawn around that sort of time, don't they? Well, that's pretty cool. Spring, summer, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Atlantic River salmon, they sort of go down there. And um, yeah, so those are some pretty cool ones, but there's also ones, something you hear which is quite interesting. Now, I hadn't heard about this before. So fucking people at home, tuck your willies into your vaginas and listen up. <laughs> because this is about to get spooky. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is a little claim of a, a completely different monster called the Stronsay Beast. Ooh. Now, this happened on the Scottish island of Stronsay, or Stronsay. I'm not entirely sure how you pronounce it, so I do apologise. And this was in 1808 that this was found. And... The Scottish island of Stronzy, I'll say Stronzy, that sounds a bit more plausible than Stronzy. Yeah. yeah Stronzy. Stronzy. I'll say Stronzy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this island is 120 miles northeast of Loch Ness. And a large group of eyewitnesses found the remains of a very strange looking sea creature washed up on the shore, which are also known as globsters, which is worth looking up. <laughs> globsters. Are unrecognizable organic like body masses that wash up on shores. There's loads of famous ones that people that animal animal experts cannot identify. 
and they're known as Globsters. Globsters. Which is brilliant. <laughs> so they're, they're worth looking at. That might even be a fun episode one day. Yeah. <laughs> Take the Globsters. Oh, yes. Globsters too. This time it's personal. <laughs> so, and, they, and these, uh, this large group of witnesses said it had a large serpentine body, six flippers or webbed type paws, a tail that was about maybe 12 feet long, there's a part missing off of the um, tail. Right. Um, and it had a, a 10 foot long neck with rough gray skin, which was um, smooth if you went from head to tail, but rough going um, tail to neck. Okay. Had like long um, hairs around the neck and eyebrows and down the uh, spines. Had a small head. Kind of like a sheep's, in like sort of shape, which is, and um, but it had like eyes very similar to a seal, but a, but a bit bigger. And so, this pretty much sounds like a Loch Ness monster. Yeah. Now, because this is 1808, there are no photos of it. I know a lot of people are gonna be like, "Oh, that's convenient," but this thing was measured to be a. They measured it and they said it was 55 feet long. So okay, much man. bigger than other claims. So yeah. a lot, this is this is why this ties in with the, the speculation of these creatures going into um mate because the, it might only be the, the younglings that are 20 to 25 feet long. And it could be the grown-ups that are 55 feet long. Yeah, possible. So, uh, yeah. Which is something they've thrown together there. But because they, they didn't have any um, uh, evidence other than their own sort of like um, uh, anecdotal tale of this is what we found, hmm. the capital gathered every um, eyewitness who all complied and they were made to swear an oath of truth in front of in an actual magistrate court. Now, anyone can lie on the road if I get that. But I've but back then, I feel it was worth it. Was, it meant a lot more, particularly like religious wise. Yeah, it was they're, definitely they're, more they're religious era. Yeah, you right? know, and they're swearing on Bibles and shit. And, yeah, you know, and stuff like that. And they all gave the exact same testimony. Some provided sketches, which looked and they, which are, which are all on record. They all look very similar to one another. And they also sent um, samples of the beast because they had no because it was rotting. They had no way of um transporting it nor, nor did they have the means or money to but um they s- sent samples of it to uh various places like a london museum they got the head of the skull okay um and but unfortunately that was eventually lost during the blitz of london oh. when the entire thing was fucking destroyed i thought you can say just lost like, <laughs> yeah, just misplaced yeah, <laughs> but the, that and every other artifact in that particular building, unfortunately, was taken out in the Blitz. Thank you, Germany. Yep. Yeah. But as far as anyone knows, they couldn't. They didn't know anything. We can't reference it now because it's gone. No. But um, as far as anyone knows at the time, it didn't resemble any other animal that they knew of. Mm. And same can be said about the vertebrae, which were sent to the Natural History Society in Edinburgh, and also one of the 
their leading schools to someone called John Barclay, and they both said the same thing that this this to them looks and sounds like a completely new species of sea creature, possibly sea serpent, like you hear through history all the time. Yeah. Um, and whatnot, and the only people who really have anything to try and debunk that are people who say um, it's probably a basking shark, and they and they said um, fifty um, fifty five feet, but really they meant thirty six. And it's like, yeah, people are getting thirty fifty five and thirty six mixed up all the time. You know what I mean? Mm. And that's, but that's literally all they've got to say against it. And like the, yeah. and the vertebrae, apparently, from what I've read, are still there, and people are like, "Thank God, I fucking glue." So there's that, mm. and this ties in as well, which I'm re- I think is great, great fun. With what's known, and this is for all the river monsters across the uh, across the world. This includes like, um, remember Okapogo? Yes, from Okanagan Lake up in the camp in British Columbia. Mm. Um, Champ from Lake Champlain. Yeah, remember that that guy. Oh. And you got one. You got one in Lake Como. You got another one in Lake Brasno, in uh, which is in Russia. All around Brown Sea as well. Yeah, there's, there's loads, and yeah. every and every every single sighting through history, and all these famous ones. They're all in what's known as the Lake Monster Belt, which goes all around the the world. And was is within the latitude lines of forty and sixty degrees north of north northern hemisphere. Okay, yeah, they all occur within this strip. That's quite the, interesting. Yeah, and they they never venture outside of it. Hmm. So for me, I think it's totally plausible that some sort of I don't I don't know if something lives in Loch Ness. I've never seen it. I'm not going to go looking for it. But if you guys at home want to and you haven't got the means to, you can go onto um, uh, lochness.co.uk forward slash live stream, I believe it is. Oh, either way, <laughs> I will put it in the bottom description. What is this? Some chavvy just scuba diving. Tw- <laughs> no, it's a 24-hour live stream from the Loch Ness Society of the Loch, Loch Ness on, and it runs 24 hours 7 on YouTube. So people at home can watch the lake and they can put down as many sightings or possible sightings as they wish. Put a pot of coffee on. And, uh... and it would be interesting <laughs> to see if the sightings pick up in July. Mm-hmm. So I myself am going to be making sure. Well, I'm going to get one. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to be watching the old thingy. I'm going to be putting down notes and be like, oh, I saw the odd few disturbances or waves or whatever and but if they pick up during the july or stuff but it might be a little bit of extra not solid data but extra honest data towards the nessie mythos because i'm not married to the idea of it being real I think of what a lot of what people are seeing, and probably sturgeons, um, eels. That loads of eels. And what's interesting about eels is that while people have been hunting for Loch Ness, they've actually discovered a lot of different patterns from other fish and eels and stuff that they didn't know about before. Yeah. Okay. So people, so people looking, these monster hunters aren't wasting time out there. That 
they're inadvertently discovering new stuff about animals for specialists because a lot they found out like from people hunting for Loch Ness that eels, when startled, will smash their heads into the ground and their bodies will stay out of their water. Maybe sometimes like wavy looking, but they'll be like completely stiff and static to try mm. and disguise themselves as maybe a bit of seaweed or debris coming out of the ground and just stay, stay completely still with their heads under water. So under the ground. So if there's something attacks them, they can go quickly underneath. It's and they did fucking... they had no yeah, they had no idea about that before. And then yeah. they discovered they found out because some bloke was on his uh, monster hunting thing was like, who's in this? So it helps. People mm. looking for stuff every now and then they help they help science. So yeah. I'm a great advocate for monster hunters, particularly Loch Ness monster hunters. Fucking hate eels. Horrible things. Oh, they're disgusted, didn't they? Yeah. When you look at, even when you look at them, you're like, what is your problem? Whenever I go river fishing, you always end up catching a few and they're fuckers, man. They're horrible. Yeah. Slimy cunts. Ugh. Oh, yes. And again, people want to double check what I just said about those eels as well, because this is from what I read and saw in one of the YouTube videos. So there was two consistent sources I had talking about this, but whether people did or didn't know about them doing that before, I'm not 100% confirmed. But this is what this is what I'm told. It's worth looking up. Yeah. Yeah. Why for Google, as I like to say. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I'm in Team Nessie. I'm like, yeah, I like it. I, I, can, yeah. see, I can see Lake Monsters being a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's always it's, been tales of... Yeah, especially rare ones, maybe. You know, yeah. rare sightings. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's def- it's definitely plausible. It's definitely plausible. So. Um, plausible is the best way to put it, I'd say. Mm, um, you know, it's definitely interesting how, you know, there's so many different places that mm. all have similar and, sort of and what's inter- Yeah, and what's interesting as well is that the Stronzi Beast um, the records on that investigation weren't um, made public until quite recently, like in the within the past like twenty years or so, I think. Okay. So, the point of everyone's reference of it looking like in the nineteen thirties, they didn't have the story of this to go by. Mm. So the people who said they saw it and stuff, it's not like they read about the Stronzi beast and said, "Oh, it might be that." But it wasn't literally until recently that this stuff came out about the Stronzi base and these people online were like, on the internet were like, these things sound eerily similar to Loch Ness. And yes, if you go down the rivers that I mentioned earlier onto the, onto the Atlantic, hmm. Stronzi's on the way. Okay, now. Yeah. So <laughs> it all kind of, do you know what I mean? It Professor all... Aaron's done his homework. I did some, and like, I said to you before we came on, mate, I've only touched the surface, mate. This goes deep, bro. Mm. Like, deep, deep. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, was, I was pretty excited. That's what I had a lot of fun doing this one. It was nice to sort of get a little bubble of chasing a mystery and go, there might be something to this, you know? Yeah. You know? yeah it's so, definitely uh, interesting. I mean, uh, as with any of the cryptids, like, I'll say the same as with a pinch of salt. Yeah, and Mm. I think until we actually find a body or actual decent footage, I'm not going to say it's definitely real. But I I can definitely 
see, you know, I can definitely say it's probably plausible that, you know, it could be a mm. some sort of prehistoric thing that's lived yeah, on, same. or maybe it's evolved from something prehistoric and who knows man like we're not being funny we've still got crocodiles and sharks and shit and they're prehistoric yeah that's it that's you know it you mean? know never all evolved over time you know what i mean like right i know the fucking megalodon ain't around anymore yeah or is it or is it <laughs> but um you know obviously great whites are pretty much a descendant of that so who's to say that loch ness ain't say- a Yes, yeah, and they say like the um the Loch Ness would be too cold for a plesiosaur. That's another thing, though, Leslie. I think it's I think you pronounce it no, like Leslie. No, I think it name was. If I'm getting mm. that wrong. I do apologise. I think that was her name, wasn't it? I said earlier. Where no, you said you? Les. I can't remember what. Yeah, where are you? You bloody spoil sport with your. It's not plesiosaur, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I know she thinks she is bloody expert. Yeah, Leslie, no. It's, but it's, it's spelled N-O-E, but the E's got an apostrophe on top of its head. Mm, yeah, so, so that's... I'm calling yeah. her Leslie No. No. But, yeah, she, she reckons it's too cold for a plesiosaur. Plus, it's got the skeletal thing, so we can say yeah. it's probably not a plesiosaur, then, because you know, nah. she knows nah. than the rest of us. But, like I said, it could be something that's related to it. Or, yeah, yeah. As other people have even said as well, they said, how do we know that's a head? What if that's like a, a trunk? Like some sort of underwater, mm, elephant, underwater type, elephant type of type of deal. Maybe that's what comes out. Swims with its eel is. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe it's a mammal. Well, type which you know, its head is um, oxymadrin comes back under again. Yeah, I found it interesting though that like one of the encounters said that it walked across the fucking road. Yeah, the first time it was seen, mm. and it wasn't even in the water. They, yeah, they, they I found that interesting. Yeah. So I've never really heard. I'll be, I'll be honest. Like, I, I really don't know fuck all about Loch Ness. Um, so this has been a bit of a a lesson for me as well. Obviously, I knew about the basics, but yeah, yeah, that was literally it for me. So mm. no, I definitely find that interesting. Yeah, um, yeah I, I thought that was cool. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, definitely possible, man. There's definitely, um, there's a lot of coincidences for me, like too many coincidences that line up, mm. especially ones that don't have reference to one another, and just especially as for as long back, far back as it goes, I, I think it's totally plausible. Whether there is one that goes in the Loch Ness or not, I don't know. But I think there's, there's got to be something at least around the world for all of these different places and yeah. all the little, just the little things like the Lake Monster, the River Monster Belt or Lake Monster Belt, sorry. And just, I just, I just, I just, just too much of it that lines up. The, the, the similarities with the appearance over yeah. a long stretch of time and you know they were I mean in 1808 they were talking about this type of thing and like we said the plesiosaur wasn't even discovered until 1843 mm. so for us for us to say that the plesiosaur is the only creature out there like that of its kind is naive and I've learned over the space of doing this podcast and also from watching all the documentaries over the years that you'd be a fool to shortchange and underestimate mother nature yeah and we know, we know, like 
how much about our oceans? About two percent of it we've explored. Apparently, I think we know more about our solar system than we and the other yeah. planets than we do our own ocean. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and and seeing as it hasn't even been two hundred years since we discovered that, and like we've said before, the only animals we know of are the ones we know of. Yeah. <laughs> There's it's so a deep, much deep sea out there, there, isn't it? Like, there is, mate. Yeah, mate. Like if they thought the fucking giant squid was a myth and a legend. Yeah, it was only yeah, really like reckon. modern era that you know yeah, it was actually two thousand two, I think. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it maybe was, even later than that. It might have even been like two thousand eleven. Yeah, so, who's to say yeah. that it ain't a thing? And maybe every time they've done these sonar um, scans and everything, it just hasn't been in the lock that time. You know, maybe only goes there, yeah. they say, to breed, or maybe just. Pops there every now and then, sees what's happening. Yeah, maybe, yeah. well, gets lost on the way. Like, yeah. Like, oh, oh, not God. this shit again. <laughs> it was like, oh, God, Jesus Christ, I've got these people looking for me. Fuck this. <laughs> Can't stay here, boys. There's grasses. Yeah. All jokes aside, I would really like to go to the Loch Ness. Yeah, but it's meant to be great for fishing. Yeah, yeah. Like on, yeah. The, on like the rivers and stuff like that, because you get so much. I mean, again, you watch I'll go and I'll just catch a shitload of eels. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. The eels, yeah. mate. But no, I'd love the to eels. go, man. I really would love to go. I love Scotland's fucking beautiful country. Yeah, I know it is, man. Yeah, uh, definitely. And I recommend anybody who finds himself in the uh, Scottish uh, region to visit the Torture Museum because it is great fun. Whereabouts is that? That is, is it Edinburgh? Oh, I believe. Yeah, but they've got um, you know okay. those those famous um, grave diggers. Oh yeah, yeah. They've got they've got a wallet in there made of like their skin and shit, and one of them's got like you can see the guy's nipple on it. It's like <laughs> oh, look, a, a wallet made of made of that guy's skin. Mm. Yeah, but oh. Dude, it's crazy. I think it's Edinburgh. Yeah, I went to the Edinburgh Dungeon, which is like the London Dungeons, obviously, but mm. in Edinburgh, that was cool. Yeah, why the fuck do you not do that? I'll blame Lisa. I do. I do, I do as well. She's been trying to sabotage your trip to go to the, the Edinburgh Torture Museum for years. Mm. You watch, people will look it up now, there will be no torture museum. <laughs> it, was just, it was all just a dream I had one day about yeah. necromantic nipples. <laughs> Aaron got high and... Uh... No, that is plausible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Mm. All right, so that's my, uh, that's, that's my little rundown yeah. of the uh, of old Nessie. Oh, and the horns I, I mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The horns they mention they f- think could be more like breathing things like because you know when like a lot of cartoons when they're sort of drawn, Nessie's got like two chimneys almost coming top of her head. Yeah, yeah. They said they said that might be how she breathes. Mm. That goes under so she can stay under the water and have two little things go by and do some breathing. Mm. And I was like, yeah, cool. I mean, personally, I don't see what the point would be because this big thing still has to get very very close to the surface and it's got a huge hump on its back i don't know what the uh, purpose would serve yeah especially go incognito maybe it's good for hunting at night i'm not 
I'm not a marine biologist, nor am I an evolutionary biologist. So someone who knows about evolution might say, no, it happens. Maybe there's a bunch of fish and stuff out there that does the same thing, you know. Well, crocodiles' nostrils are shaped in that sort of manner, in a way, aren't they? Yeah. So, yeah, I guess it's plausible. I don't know. Yeah, yeah maybe. I'm, I'm the last person to go to. You, you, can, you can ask your local butcher or even go to your local library. They'll know <laughs> these, sort of, these sort of answers. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So come on. Chris, you dirty badger. Lay on to me what it is right. you've been so, doing your dive into. Come on. I'm hard. I'm ready. Let's go. If you thought Aaron's one was plausible. <laughs> Wait till you hear mine. Because it's totally real. I knew it. <laughs> Right. <clears throat> Let me get my readers on. Oh, he's got his glasses. Like serious business now. Yeah. <laughs> to read my notes. I find to be taken more seriously sometimes. If you want to, um, like get your point across, you got to take your glasses off here and there. Yeah, so you absolutely. Can sit there and be like, so you see. With that being said, it's my opinion that uh, you sort of shine it on your shirt. You put him back on. <laughs> you sound. A, you look a bit more intellectual. Are you calling me a liar, sir? <laughs> I say intellectual. I can't even get my fuckers back on. <laughs> Headphones. There we go. Right. I'm a smart person, don't you do? Oh. Let's move that. Lay it on me. Right. So, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, cryptid I am going to be talking about is the Slide Rock Bolter. I've never heard of this, and I am. But I'm, I'm already. I'm like, let's do this. It's that a good be, one. That, that is a stoner band name, if I ever heard one. I actually think there is an, a, a band called Slide Rock Bolter. Because when I was looking it up, I hope so. Something on Spotify popped up. I don't know if it's the name of a song or a band, but there's definitely something. Chris right. and the Slide Rock Bolters. Yeah. <laughs> So, this slide rock bolter is basically, it's said to be around the mountains of Colorado. And it's actually got a, a Latin name, which I'm going to absolutely butcher this, but it's Macrostoma saxiperimutus. Saxiperum, there you go. Yeah, there's also a Latin name for the Loch Ness monster as well. I can't remember. And I'm not really that. <laughs> I think people just make them up, don't they? I think so. Yeah, or something like Eel Loch Beastie or something. <laughs> and it was like, Eel Loximus Beastius. Right. So this creature is basically the size of a blue whale. I'm in. Yep. He has a mouthful of very sharp teeth, tiny small eyes, and so it is essentially a whale, right? Mm -hmm. And it hasn't got any flippers, but it's got a fin, which has hooks on the back. And what it does with these hooks, it hooks on to the top of the mountains, right? Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> and what it does, it basically will slide down the fucking mountain and gobble anything up in its fucking path. Fucking tourists, deer, whatever. Bigfoot, Mothman, Yogi Bear, fucking anything. Tourist deer. Yeah. And so to do this, it, it, it um, secretes like a like a type of lubrication from its mouth. So it's I essentially... Like yeah. So it's essentially like a fucking a whale slip and slide. Mm. So it will slide down the fucking mountain, gobble up anything in its path. And how it gets back up on the mountain, there's two, there's two sort of faults on this. Some say because of the momentum it goes at, it will slide down a mountain, gobble everything up in its path, and then it will slide up to the next mountain with the momentum. Okay. Then other people say it, it will literally slide down to the bottom and then it will sort of like reverse fucking worm back up to where it was. Graceful. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so they can only live on mountains that have like a 45 degree angle or steeper. It's purely just to get the uh, momentum. Yeah. Yeah. Just cool. swoop cool. down, swoop down and grab it. Right. So. This story is basically come from Lumberjacks, who first saw the cryptid in the 19th century. Um, and basically there was witnesses to huge like destruction in vegetation and trees and shit mm. like that. You know, there would be like a pathway of trees that had completely been destroyed. Uh, and it was all around, okay. all around the 19th century and the 20th century. There isn't... As far as I'm aware, there, it's unknown if anyone in the 21st century has actually seen one. Uh, Believe it or not. <laughs> mm. And people are saying this may be because the creature is so large that the chances of a human getting away from it in time may be why no one has seen one in modern times. That or it's bollocks. <laughs> I don't know what you mean, Aaron. Not to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Says <laughs> me, he believes in the fucking Loch Ness monster. Yeah. Right yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're saying a land <laughs> mammal, on, a land <laughs> whale, <Yeah. laughs> that hooks onto the top of mountains. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> right. So the the um this this side rock bower, it it's all become a thing by this bloke called William T. Cox, who done a book. Great name. Yeah. You've done a book called Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods with a few desert and mountain beasts. And this book was written in 1910. Nice. And I have. It's old. It must be true. Yeah. Now, this book is pretty fucking cold, to be honest with you. I bet it it's, is. It's literally, there's, there's about a page long of, like, the information on these beasts. And then there's, like, a little, little old school uh, drawing and stuff. The book still for sale. Yeah, man, you can still get it on Amazon and stuff. Oh, sick! I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's really cool, that. man. It's really cool, and um, I'll send you a picture in a minute of this slide rock bolter. Yeah, yeah, nice one. Um, so I'll just read this little page from the book, um, and it tells you how they um killed it as well. 
Right. In the mountains of Colorado, where in summer the woods are becoming infested with tourists, much uneasiness has been caused by the presence of the slide rock bolter. This frightful animal lives only in the steepest mountain country where the slopes are greater than 45 degrees. It has an immense head with small eyes and a mouth somewhat on the order of a sculpting. Sculpting? What the fuck's that? No, I don't know. Use, use it in, a, in, a, in the context of the sentence, my friend. Mm. Running back beyond its ears. So I think the eyes are slightly further back, yeah. basically. Um, the tail consists of a divided flipper with enormous grab hooks, which it fastens over the crest of the mountain or ridge. Often the scalper might be what the, uh, like the pelican's got. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like that sort of like sculptor, sculptor. Blah, blah. Hmm. Often remaining there motionless for days at a time. Um, watching and waiting for tourists or any other hapless creature that may enter it. At the right moment, after sighting a tourist, it will lift its tail, thus loosening its hold from the mountain, and with its small eyes riveted on the poor unfortunate um, and drooling thin skid grease from the corners of its mouth, which greatly accelerates its speeds, the bolter comes down like a toboggan, scooping, it, scooping in its victim as it goes. Nice. Um, and in its own um, momentum, carrying it up to the next slope, where it again slaps its tail over the ridge and waits. Whole, part, whole parties of tourists are reported to have been gulped at one scoop by taking parties far back. Uh, whole parties of tourists are reported to have been gulped at one scoop. Sorry, the, uh, <laughs> my screen moved and started reading the same fucking <laughs> sentence. The animal was in sculper. Uh, S. Sculpin. S. C. U. L. P. I. N. S. C. Oh, a sculpin fish. Ah. Uh, okay. Yes, the fish. There's a type of sculpin. There's a type of fish. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's got it's got kind of like a flappy, wide mouth. Okay. Oh, that's pretty cool. Mm. Look at me making that words and trying to figure out what they mean. <laughs> the animal is a menace not only to tourists, but to the woods as well. Um, with trees being knocked out by the roots of Modoth, where the oh, hole is crushed down that's, through the peaks above. That's Lord of the Rings as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you seen it? Have you seen a picture of it? Uh, uh, no, just just what just what you said. Oh, Moldoff. <laughs> Moldoff. Right, a forest ranger. Picks of Moldoff. <laughs> a forest ranger whose uh, whose districts in whose district includes the rough county between the uh, Ophir Peaks and the Lizard's Head. These are obviously some sort of county peaks or whatever, uh, conceived the bold idea of decoying a slide rock bolter um, to its own destruction. A dummy tourist was rigged up with a um, with a jacket, uh, trousers, and a guidebook to Colorado. It was then filled with... with um... <laughs> Just in case it could read. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, he's holding a tour guide to Taiwan. I think this is a trap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Hang on a second. <laughs> it was then filled with uh, gunpowder and um, other explosives and posted in a conspicuous place where, sure enough, the next day it attracted the attention of the boulder, which had been hanging for days on the slope of Lizard Head. The resulting explosion flattened half the buildings in Rico, which were never rebuilt, and the surrounding hills fattened flocks of buzzards for the rest of the summer. Ooh. So they set up a dummy, packed it with explosives, and blew the fucker up. And it was the last one, because they went extinct very, very quickly due to their stupid mode of trying to get food. Yeah. <laughs> which, which works based on luck at best. Yeah. And then when they get to the bottom and realise they didn't eat anything, they've not got the energy to scale the lubricant back up the mountain <laughs> and died of starvation. Yeah. Just seeing they're going, oh, a hyper fucking tourist comes. Jesus. Yeah. Hello, there's a tourist. He's got a he's got a map of the local area and everything. Yeah. He's got to be a tourist. No, 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 no. It's not Colorado though. Hmm. He's got tra- he's got trousers on and everything. Yeah. He's legit. <laughs> so there really ain't a lot. If it wasn't a tourist, I would have left him alone. Yeah. If it was a lumberjack, would have been like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Just fucking tips his flipper. Morning. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So there, there ain't a lot on this one, but I thought it was a fucking cool little cryptid. Yeah, it's a fun one. It's a fun one, man. And it yeah, is it worth... cool as well. Yeah, have you seen a picture now? Yeah, I'll Google it a second. Yeah, it looks, it looks pretty fucking cool. cool, man. It looks cool. It's literally, imagine a fucking blue whale just sitting on the top of a mountain <laughs> waiting for someone to pass. <laughs> and then sliding down. <laughs> this is froth that comes out of his mouth. Yeah. Sliding wrong. Geronimo. It's, if it's, I just like the fact that they're like, it goes all the way down with momentum, it goes up next to the one in front of it. I don't, if it can do that with that much momentum, I imagine it would just go to the top of the mountain, just keep going. Just be like, smooth, smooth. Yeah. Well, that's that gone. Yeah. <laughs> Man, these things are going extinct fast. Yeah. Like the doo doo. Um, oh, yes. It's worth mentioning, though. As ridiculous as this fucking thing is. Um, it is actually real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, there isn't any footage on YouTube. Um, but there, you know, there is, um, like, quote unquote, land whales, so to speak. Um, Humanity. Mm, like the first whales that ever roamed the earth are thought to have first evolved in South Asia around 50 million years ago. In 2011, a team of paleontologists in Peru uncovered what is believed to be a 43 million year old whale fossil, but instead of flippers, this whale had legs. Most of everything else about this creature looks familiar enough. The large body, the gaping mouth, etc., but the discovery that these ancient whale ancestors was that they had webbed feet. And yeah, so that's quite interesting. And so they've obviously evolved to start walking on land. And then at some point, if you get a a 
whale skeleton now and you go to Google Images, you, everyone can check this out. If you look at um, whale skeletons, they actually have pelvises and two tiny leg bones left, like they're, they're femurs. Mm, mm. Still, uh, they're still there. So yeah, you know, right. they, 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 we do know for a fact that they were either once upon a time on the land or are, in fact, slowly but surely coming onto land. Apparently, yeah. some say, yeah. they say that's why a lot of them are beaching, like because a lot of them, like beach by accident, this might be a thing that they're evolving into so that they can get away of like eventually coming up. I don't know. Again, mm. I'm not a marine biologist, I'm not an evolutionary biologist. Ask those guys or go to mm. Google, you know, it's yeah. much easier. You'll find out a lot more information there than you will from me, but yeah, yeah it, it is mad, man. And yeah. like say, just... there's undiscovered species running around all the time, mm. especially ones that get. You know, I mean, it wasn't until like I think like 1848 that gorillas were cryptids. Really? Yeah, that's worth googling. Go to, if people at home. If you Google one thing from this episode, go to Google and type in uh, "gorillas used to be cryptids." Very interesting read. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. So it was basically one of you back then. It was basically like a gorilla. Oh yeah, like Bigfoot, I suppose. Yeah, these human-like apes that walk around. Of course, mate. And then people from Western civilization get out there a bit more and they're like, he weren't bullshitting. Fucking hell. They're actually out there. Because, of course, they're not in, in the Northern Hemisphere anywhere that I'm no. aware of. You know what I mean? So these things are just like down in thingy. So there's no photos knocking about or nothing, just stories. That's mad. So shit changes so lately, yeah. man. I mean, there's so many animals that have been mistaken as cryptids over the years. Like even those like zebra horse deer things that are in like mate, pretty much throw a dart into a jungle in Australia and they would have thought it was a cryptid at one point. Yeah. Be it koalas, bush babies, kangaroos, fucking rhinos. People thought they were unicorns when they were talking about them. These four legged beasts with horns on their heads. Mm. And so everyone just assumed like in the northern hemisphere heard about these creatures the only big creatures we really knew were horses so we just assumed oh a horse with a horn in its head that's the biggest ele- that's the biggest creature we had as reference was a fucking horse yeah you know what I mean this is health this, and this isn't how long ago no no you know that's I mean? fucking like, nine, is it yeah you know and so when we heard of a big quadruped with a horn on its head and we assumed it was a horse that's where the unicorn came from and then eventually we, we went over there and I was like oh huge quadruped of a horn is there it's that fucking thing looks nothing like a horse but fucking it. look at it it's mental it's got a horn on its head fucking mental and it's coming this way kill so, it <laughs> yeah but the platypus story is a fun one that's worth googling mm. so I don't want to butcher it because it's a fun story yeah but worth looking at it yeah that one. Yeah, I can. Uh, I don't quite believe this story, so I no, the, uh, no, the rocks, the rock slide bolt up, slide I rock bolt, yeah, slide rock bolt. I could, I could see there being a land whale type creature being yeah. out there somewhere, and yeah. and maybe these um people did see something that, but maybe, I, yeah, you know, but I'm, I'm gonna get to what I think. Um, in a second, uh, it's worth saying about these land whale things. Like the biggest one they found um, was actually a dig site um, in Egypt, and this was only in 2021. So it was only a couple of years ago. 
but this fossil, it, it they saying they reckon this, this fucking land well weighed roughly about 1,300 pounds and about 10 this. feet long in length. Yeah, I think I saw this whale literally like a week or two ago on Instagram. Mm. You know that page, Archaeology, that we follow? Yes. Which has very few posts about archaeology, weirdly enough. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but that was, I think that was on there. They were like talking about the land whale in Egypt that was found recently. So well, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Um, I certainly don't think this would have been one of these slide rock bolter things. Um, land whales are cool, though. Yeah. Yeah. I think this this whole story is literally just a story. Um, you think the you know the Rockies in the Colorado they're they're prone to fucking landslides and shit like that, mm. and I think the slide rock bolter is just like a glamorized version of a, a landslide. You know, yeah, um, this is what I was thinking. Camp, campfire stories to tell the kids. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, when what they see all the these to fall down. Well, it's the rock slide bolter. Exactly, man. Yeah, yeah. Gather around, get your marshmallows out. Let me tell it's you a old, story. It's the old banjo. <laughs> As I do, Kenny Nero. Kenny Nero. Um, I agree, man. Yeah, and like, like I said, when I just read that little thing from that book, it said about um the town of Rico. So this town is a natural place, right? Um, it was like a mining town, and in the book it says like you know when they blew up the the rock. Um, the slide rock bolter they it blew up a load of buildings in the town and stuff so it's not exactly true um there are a lot of demolished buildings in this town of rico but it's not because of where they blew up the um the uh the uh the the cryptid it was um that's what they want you to think yeah yeah it, it i'll just i've got a little bit of uh Little bit of history for you on the town of Rico. <laughs> so, right on, yeah. So the buildings of Rico were not flattened in an explosive attempt to thwart the monstrous well, but fell into disrepair following a dramatic economic shift that happened in the town shortly before the story of the Bolter was recorded. After gold was discovered in the region, American miners started moving in illegally to what had been confirmed as Ute territory. So like some native Americans, it was technically their land. Mm. Um, you know, and these before, Yeah, and the Ute people spent several years trying to protect their land from invasion by gold hungry uh miners. Um and what it was they so so they're the Ute people representatives. There was um, this bloke called oh, again. I'm going to butcher these names, but it's Yu Oray and his wife Chipita. Again, probably absolutely butchered that. But anyway, they were they were essentially manipulated into like uh, handing over like 3.7 million acres of land by this bloke called Felix Brunot. Um, Damn it, Felix. Yeah, and he basically said, they, oh, if you sign us over the land, 
will promise to return um, your captive son in exchange for the right to mine. Um, but they never went through with it. They never went through with it, the um, the miners. Um, and so Rico went from a little town that just absolutely boomed in the 1880s, um, reaching a population of 5,000 in 1892. The very next year, however, Rico's fortunes turned when the silver panic hit the town. As the price of silver plummeted, most businesses closed, and by the end of the century, the population had dropped to just 811. Oof. So their prosperity was gone as quickly as it had come. Yeah. So you imagine a lot of the buildings were abandoned and some were demolished and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but however, like once the mining declined, um, another industry immediately jumped in and it was the lumber industry. Um, uh, the f- <laughs> yes, by the time the uh, the mines were abandoned, the demand for timber for railroads was high enough that logging remained profitable. Um, the New Mexico Logging Company acquired the cutting rights for the prized western yellow pine that grew near Rico and proceeded to raise the land. The lumberjacks who worked who worked here must have seen the strips of rubble on the mountainside that marked the spots of abandoned mines and connected them to Rico's um, destroyed buildings. Coming up to the story of the slide rock bolter to explain the like the the ruination of the the um, the landscape in the town. So you imagine these lumberjacks. It's probably a story that the lumberjacks have come up with. You, you've mm-hmm. seen, you know, there's all this old destroyed buildings and these landslides where the miners would have made Humans little paths and stuff. Great imaginations. Mm. <laughs> and everyone loves a local legend and folklore, and also as far back as we know, everyone loves a cryptid. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it's an interesting one. It's an yeah, interesting like one. Um Yeah, no, it's a cool one. It's definitely a cool yeah. one. Um but yeah, you know, some people saying this the lumberjacks that come up with this. So no one really knows who was the first to come up with this whole story. Um most people are saying it was probably the lumberjacks um mm. invented this story in response to the visible evidence of the like the damage left by the mining industry, yeah. even though they were technically fucking destroying the area anyway by deforestation and yeah. whatnot. Um, you know, and in a few decades, you know, the lumbers had fucking pretty much completely wiped out the area of the trees where the Utes had been, yeah, you know, they had been sustainably living it, you know, surviving on these woods for like hundreds of years, and then these lumberjacks are coming and like <laughs> yeah, fucked it up in just a few years. The, people weren't big on the whole cut down and replant sort of no, strategy. No, as much as they are today. No, but yes, yes, a bit of a bit of a sad ending. Or the Indians turned up and went, where were our trees gone? And they were like, you won't believe it, but fuck you. See the top of that mountain? 
<laughs> there was a whale. Yeah, it was slid <laughs> down and it, it fucking hit a lot. And, be, and you know, maybe they fell for it, and it could have got took off from there. Yeah, I yeah. doubt it, but it could have happened. <laughs> <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Oh yes, particularly yeah. at sea. Mm. So there you go, then. A nice yeah. little cryptid couple in there. Yeah. Yeah, I say there wasn't a lot on that one, but um, enough. Yeah, it's a nice, nice, nice little little yeah, story. A, and totally new to me as well. Which yeah, I, which I like. Yeah, mate, it was the first time I heard of it as well. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, but it's could... cool to sort of see where it comes from as well. Mm. Oh yeah, and so you can sort of speculate around it, and I like the history behind it. Too. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of um. Beautiful what? area, Colorado, apparently. Mm. Yeah. Where yeah. South Park is, so. Well, that's it. Yeah, and if it was real, they would have done an episode on it by now. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I can confirm that they have not. Yeah. <laughs> that's one thing I am damn sure of. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. So what yeah. we got for next? What we'll for next week? What do you reckon? Um, uh, 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 I don't know. Uh, I want to be uh, decided at a later date, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose so. There's plenty yeah, of shows from. Oh, in there, just yeah, just. Are you thinking conspiracy or cryptid I'm or conspiracy? Conspiracy. Yeah, conspiracy. Mm. I'm sure we'll think of one. Yeah. But until then, update on the cryptid combat. Last time we was on here, we spoke. It was a it was a tie between the uh, during round three between the Jersey Devil and El Chupacabra. Mm. But then El Chupacabra took the win with an uh, outscoring the Jersey Devil two to one over on Twitter. Oh, so we had the tiebreaker, and uh, El Chupacabra fucked up the Jersey Devil. So, just so uh, El Chupacabra won. Mm. Yep. So, uh, round four of Crypto Combat will be happening soon. In fact, right now, who wins? Loch Ness Monster or fucking Rock Slide Bolter? <laughs> we'll we'll throw that up in the week on the on the gram. Get voting. <laughs> yeah. Let's just hope Nessie gets out of the uh, lock and walks to Colorado. (laughs) Yeah, or they might have one nearby. Yeah. Yep. Or maybe the rock star butt will slide all the way over to the lock now. (laughs) Geronimo! (laughs) Let's take the ramp. (laughs) Like I said, everyone's been seeing. It's all rock star bolters in in the Loch Ness. They flew too far. Oh, God. Oh, shit. Where am I? Look, Loch Ness. Oh, fuck, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, until next time, then, I suppose, isn't it? Unless yeah. you've got anything uh, new to throw down? Uh, no. No. Excellent. Nothing new. Nothing new. Cool. Well, until next time, then, people. Live long and prosper. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear, yeah, let's end it there, for fuck's sake.
Jesus oh. Christ. I'm turning. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> In a bit, people.